My name is Catherine Tancon. Today's scripture reading is from the Good News, according to Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Listen for the word of God. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Just before I get into the sermon, I thought that we would share this uh, piece of art by the, uh, the uh, Russian, <laughs> Russian <laughs> um, artist Peter Koenig about the temptation of Christ. You can see that he pictures one of the temptations coming in the form of a uh, uh, South American uh, dictator. <laughs> um, so that's just for your edification. And uh, let us pray. Nurturing God. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. By your word, make us hungry for this heavenly food, that it may nourish us today in the ways of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven. Amen. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, we're told... Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Every Lent begins with this story. 40 days, Jesus is tempted. Jesus is baptized. He begins his ministry by heading out to the wilderness where he's tempted by the devil, the embodiment of evil itself. Now, generally, when we think of temptation, we think of it as the temptation to purposefully do a bad thing. Tempted 
by dessert. We're tempted to be unfaithful to our spouses, tempted to steal or be lazy, tempted to crank up our credit card debt on account of a good sale. You know, I just couldn't help myself. The devil made me do it. These are true temptations, but they are not the only temptations that there are. This isn't the temptation Jesus endures in the desert. The devil first tempts Jesus with the prospect of turning stones into bread. Secondly, he tempts Jesus with the prospect of ruling all the kingdoms of the world. And thirdly, he tempts Jesus by daring him to jump off the temple to get rescued by angels, thereby proving his identity as the Son of God and winning instant faith from the crowds. If you consider them carefully, though, these temptations aren't actually bad things in of themselves. With the first, I mean, Jesus must have been incredibly hungry. There aren't, there's nothing wrong with satiating your hunger. And just think of the poverty Jesus could alleviate. Do you want to just try doing the pulpit microphone? I feel like I just can't. I'm not sure why. Let's see. Is that better? Yes? No? Okay. Uh, just think of the poverty that Jesus could alleviate by turning stones to bread. With the second temptation, just imagine the kind of justice Jesus could do for the oppressed if he were made president of the whole world with executive power all the social ills that he could alleviate. That sounds pretty good to me. And with the third, a demonstration of supernatural power could erase the problem of doubt altogether. Everyone could instantly believe, and everyone could follow Jesus. None of these temptations are bad temptations. Jesus isn't tempted to lie, cheat, steal, or murder, or even eat the last ice cream in the box. He's tempted to feed the hungry, have a free hand in global public policy, and fill the world with bulletproof faith. He doesn't resist the temptation to do evil. Instead, Jesus resists the temptation to do good. Jesus resists the temptation to do good. And I mean, this may seem like a strange temptation. After all, who wouldn't want to feed the hungry, change the world order, or bring life-giving faith to the faithless? Doing good is good, right? Doing good is good. Really, Jesus and the devil here are pointing to the same goal. Their difference isn't in the ends what they're trying to accomplish. Bread, world change, faith. The difference is in their means, the method of getting there, how it all gets accomplished. Can we get a little more volume on the microphone at the pulpit, please? I'm not short enough to talk into it like this. 
Like the devil, we believe that if only we had more power, more strength, more influence, then our lives would be better, the nation would be saved, the world would be healed. His suggestions are regular ones that we champion both inside and outside the church. I mean, my guess is that Putin is absolutely convinced, not that he's waging war for the sake of evil, but that he's waging war for the sake of good, for pride for his country. We've convinced ourselves over and over and over again that if we just had a little bit more control, if we just won one more fight, if we could just get everyone to be exactly like us, that everything would turn out best. But it never does. Instead, the poor keep getting poorer, the rich keep getting richer, marriages keep falling apart, children keep falling asleep hungry, wars continue to be waged, and in the online world we're at each other's throats every day all the time. Power and going after it hasn't been working. It hasn't been working. And we need an alternative. So what is the alternative? What is the alternative? The alternative is embedded in the responses that Jesus gives each temptation. You'll notice that in response to each temptation, Jesus just whips out his Bible, plunk. Let's see here. Mr. Devil. Gets out the Old Testament, flips to Deuteronomy each time. Moses' long sermon from the Old Testament, the one given before the Israelites entered the promised land. When they finally leave the wilderness and re-enter the real world of poverty and politics, after which they would be repeatedly tempted by power and repeatedly failed to resist it. Turn these stones to bread, the devil says, and Jesus, Deuteronomy, we don't live by bread alone. Try that out. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you worship me, says the devil. You shall worship the Lord your God and the Lord your God alone, Jesus replies. Jump and the angels will catch you, the devil says. Do not, replies Jesus. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. The late great preacher Fred Craddock tells us that here Jesus really is reenacting the original temptation from the Garden of Eden. The first temptation of Adam and Eve by the serpent. The serpent tempted Adam and Eve with the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not with the prospect of being like the devil and doing evil, but with the prospect of being like God and doing good to be like God rather than the limited human beings we are. I've said this before, and I can't remember where I heard it, but a good summary of the entire message of the Bible from cover to cover is, I am God, you are not. <laughs> That's right. we got the amen corner here. I am God and you are not. Each response Jesus gives is drenched with this message. With each response, Jesus breaks our endless cycle of grasping for divine power by embracing the fact of his own humanity. He reverses the fall of our first parents into sin by being content 
to remain a human being. And that is the remarkable thing. This person who the Christian tradition speaks of as Savior and Lord of all creation, the Holy One embodied, God in the flesh. We believe that Jesus is to be fully divine, but also truly human. Tempted in the words of Hebrews 11, in every way we are tempted. So when he's tempted to play God, to do whatever it takes to do good, he resists. He says, no. Check out the book of Deuteronomy, please. Rather than taking, Jesus gives of himself fully and unreservedly to those who are sick, those who are broken, to those who are least, and those who are lost. Rather than performing supernatural acts of shock and awe, he trusts the Holy Spirit to bring about true conversion in human hearts. Rather than taking the reins of control, rather than arming himself with armies, he gives it all up to God, obedient all the way to death on a cross. Jesus resists because he's content to do what we are unable to do. And that's except the fact that we are human beings and not God. That God is God. And we? Let's try that again. God is God. And we? Put that on your bumper sticker. See what happens. And then you could have that one, you know, like, uh, you know, drive any closer and you want to maybe want to meet him. Uh, no. Um, that was a cheap joke, and I'm sorry. I was tempted. Tempted. That God is God and we are not. And in doing so, he brings about the salvation that we, even with all the bread, power, miracles, and guns, haven't been able to muster ourselves. Jesus knows that God is God and we are not. And he submits himself to our true humanity. He submits himself to our true humanity. So, brothers and sisters, siblings in Christ, our greatest temptation is not so much to do evil, but by doing whatever it takes to do good. Our greatest temptation is to be like God. It's the first primordial temptation, seeking after power and control, convincing ourselves that if only we could have more and do more, the world would turn out right. Yet as we know from our own lives and the state of the world, this simply is not the case. God is God, and we are not. Let us pray. When we face temptation's power, lonely, struggling, filled with dread, Christ, who knew the tempter's hour, come and be our living bread.
by your grace, protect, preserve us lest we fall, your trust betray, yours above all other voices. Be the word we hear and obey. Amen. Try. 